Welcome to Is This Good, the show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me as always is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello! Hi, JD. And you may have read his humor writing that's appeared in publications like McSweeney's, The Toast, and Vulture. You may know him from his line of drink coasters with witty phrases on them, though probably not because they did not sell well. (laughs) But I know him from my childhood, where we'd watch Seinfeld in his basement, play street hockey in his driveway, and see every Rebecca De Mornay movie in theaters. Please welcome a lifelong friend, Sam Carlisle. Sam, welcome to Is This Good? Matthew, hello. JD, hello. This is hello. deeply exciting. Let me tell you. <laughs> it is good to see a familiar face. I've known you since, is it the third grade or the fourth grade? Fourth grade. Yeah. Fourth grade. I came blasting um, in. And we became uh, quick, quick frenemies and then better friends. Yeah. That's right. Thick as thieves. Would you say yeah. that we have a lot of treasured memories together? A trove of treasured <laughs> memories. Um, it's been, it's, it is alarming the number of years we've known each other and even have shared like the same location. Like there are like mm-hmm. Montreal times, some Toronto times, some back to, back to Montreal times, back to Toronto mm-hmm. times. And to then like... I still like the breakup, the breakup dinner where you took me to out to dinner in Toronto and then said, I'm moving to Atlanta. Like it's still, I'm still working through it in therapy because it was, (laughs) (laughs) that was, um, you know, trauma. We throw around trauma a lot these days, but you know, it was, it's, it's done. It's done. It it does. It hurt. It hurt me too, but it wasn't my fault. Blame JD. Blame JD, yeah. blame Jay Skeets, blame Taz Mellis. That was not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll get deeper into our friendship as we go along organically, as the kids say. But first, a quick bit of housekeeping. I feel like people are tuning this out because I say the same thing every time. So cut the crap. Emails, I want them. I need them. Inbox is a little light right now. Send those cool. to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Followers, I got to have them. Do that on Instagram and TikTok at isthisgoodpod subscribers dear god the lifeblood of content creation (laughs) subscribe on youtube reviews i beseech you rate us on apple podcasts five stars only and remember to tell a friend or family member about the show why because i bleed for this okay (laughs) now sam the premise of the show is very simple i'm going to give you a topic and you're going to tell me if it's good how does that sound perfecto okay here we go first topic Sitting in the front row at a comedy show, is this good? So you're going to see a comedy show, but are you willing to risk becoming part of the show? What do you think? So I think it's, it depends on, everything's a caveat. Like it depends on the comic, depends on the venue. Because I think that when people think, if people get anxious about front show, front row at a comedy show, it's because small venue and a comic that you suspect is probably jumping into some crowd work. And Mm -hmm. if that is, if that is, if that causes some uh, concern or a little bit of angst, get to the back, not for you. Um, Like, I think it's easy. Like if you're going to, like I saw Tom Segura in the fall, um, massive venue, a few thousand people in Toronto, you could sit front, front row center. He's not talking to you. Most likely not talking to you. This is show like, 25 of a like a 75 um show tour so you're safe and in that case you're like 
you're very close to someone that you really like. This is exciting. Like you can read, it feels like the show is just for you. So for that, in like that sense. You could, you could almost touch the buttons on his leather jacket. <laughs> That's right. When he leans up on the, when he leans up on the monitor, you're like, oh, he's leaning yeah. in. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, he loves doing that. He loves putting that foot on. Oh that yeah, that's his little sort of. It's it's his like uh, sub- cool high school teacher turning the chair around backwards move. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> to get for the audience. Hey gang, let's rap. Hey hey, throw the books out the window. So that like to me that's safe. But like I think what we're really talking about is small club, like mm-hmm. crowd work comic, and your mm-hmm. front sender. You're there maybe on a date. Um, you're, you're there with anyone, um, frankly, and you may have the tingle that like, when is it going to become my time? Um, (laughs) and if that is a problem, then, you know, then, then not good, not for you. Um, now like, but is this, is this a problem for you? Because I, as I have the advantage of having known you when we did live together in Toronto and we would see shows together. You did go through a phase, correct me if I'm wrong, where you weren't shying away from interacting with a comedian. Not, not you weren't heckling, no. but you were kind of going into it being like, I hope they talk to me. And I was sitting next to you being like, all right, Sam, please do not engage. Please do not engage with the comedian. This is a one-way interaction. So what, what, are, are, are you, have you grown out of that phase? And did, did that phase work out for you? I learned that that was so... Such the wrong perspective <laughs> in the most acute and embarrassing way. Because I remember those shows entirely. I would be, we would be maybe in the first, maybe not first row, but first like three rows. Like mm-hmm. we went to go see Todd Barry on like the crowd mm-hmm. work tour. And mm-hmm. he, would, he would, the whole thing, just calling on people. And I mean, to, I guess, audience members credit, be entertaining, do a little something. But in my mind, the do a little something was, Oh, it's my show now. I'm the show now. I'm going to end like, oh. and so at times, at times fine. The comic is like, Oh God, this is this. It's one of these. I was definitely one of those, but the, the, the thing that put the nail in the coffin of stop doing this. You're not the, you're not the performer. People aren't here to see you. I painfully embarrass myself at a 3000 person. Tig Nataro show. 3,000 people. And uh, she's like, she just solicited some basic audience uh, feedback. I ran 12 rows from the back, ran down and tried to tell a that's what she said joke. I was booed. I was booed. And just like my uh, girlfriend, now wife was there. Another friend was there and they could not even look at me. I can't even look at you now, even though I wasn't, I wasn't there. Luckily I was not there. I had moved already. Um, did she say like, was there one of those things where it was a Q and a, and there was a mic at the front and she was like, okay, come down and speak into the mic. No. Or you just thought if I contribute to this, which obviously everyone wants me to do, she will never see me 15 rows back. So I better run to the front. I mean, are you, (laughs) are you allowed to do that? Is that legal? Can you rush the stage? No mics, no mics available except the one that are in her hand. And she was just, (laughs) and she was just like asking a a general, like asking a general question and not getting like, you know, people were answering, but not, uh, I get, she was, she kept on going with a lot with that line. So clearly she was looking for something. I'm like, I have the answer. This is what's going to make it. This is, gonna <laughs> this make is it what's work. really going to turn this thing around. Yeah. 
Um, and so it was not, uh, it did not, oh God. I remember it was during like a Toronto JFL. So I was, I went to see another show right afterwards and the friend I was meeting there, I tell them this hideous story and they're like, well, you know, life's more fun when we participate. And that honestly made me feel good. But, <laughs> but still to this day, no, you're not the show. Yeah. You said at the start of the show, trauma gets, the word trauma gets thrown around. The word cringe gets thrown around, but. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Rest assured, you you achieved it in that moment. Cringe with an audience, and three thousand yeah, people that's... were definitely not on my side. Um, so all so like all together, you know, I'm still in favor. But like with those rules, you're not you're not the show. You have a job to laugh, clap, and respond if responded to. It's kind of like the army. <laughs> like don't yeah, just you you have a job. Speak when you're spoken to. Speak when you're spoken to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's interesting is that on social media, crowd work has exploded because obviously comedians want to promote themselves online, but they don't want to burn material, a.k.a. post a joke that they're mm -hmm. doing right now so that when you come see them, you're like, oh, I already heard this before. So what they're posting is crowd work, which is basically improv. It's not going to be repeated. But I wonder if people are now going to shows expecting that the show is more crowd work than material and and if or if comedians are starting to do more crowd work because they know I can pull this like five minutes of crowd work and 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 post it so like I, I've just started noticing a lot more like the triggers like this seems to every third crowd work video that's posted is a comedian going like pointing at a woman in the front row going uh you two on a date and if the woman just hems and haws at all yeah. You are so screwed. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, oh, man, you, you, oh, you thought this was a day. What a loser. Oh, she's playing you. And then, like, you get, you get roasted for the, for the rest of the show. Yeah. But so don't go yeah. on an early date. That's a for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. God, no. God. Like, and I think, I think comics are trying to build out that part of their act. And it's definitely a small club thing. You would not do this at, like, a, at a theater or certainly, like, an arena. Um, but, uh, but they've been doing this forever. They're like, hey, I'll do a little soft, you know, it's, it's effectively like you're warming up your own crowd a little bit. You're tenderizing, you're tenderizing the audience. But now you can just like break it into a 45 second, 15 second Instagram reel and then, right. you know, bang it out there. Yeah. I mean, you're also proving spontaneity. Like yeah, you're saying, like, right. I don't just do the same thing every night. I think my favorite crowd work, which is like, you cannot avoid as the audience member, is when the comedian will say something and then pretend that someone in the front row agrees with them. But because you're not sitting in the front row, you don't, like, yeah. right. they'll do like, like uh, I don't know, like, uh, well, yeah, uh, you ever... Uh, you ever think you're gonna fart, uh, but then you end up uh, shitting your pants? Yeah. And, then, and, then he, and then the comedian goes... That guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, that guy does know what he's talking about. But, you know, that's, that's unavoidable. Uh, JD, how do you feel about sitting in the front row uh, at a stand-up show? And also feel free to tell me, because I know you see a lot of theater. Mm. Um, if you feel it's different at, like, the theater or, some, or a musical, something like that. Oh, it's completely different. I've never sat in the front row. In fact, I prefer to sit as far back as possible. Although, as I get older, I'm getting more comfortable in my skin. I, I actually like getting roasted, you know. But mm -hmm. I, would, I would never participate unless I was asked a question, you know. But I would never, Sam, I would never do what you'd yeah. <laughs> No one should ever like, do. Yeah. No Look, one. We, call, we called you on here because this is a PSA. 
Oh my god! <laughs> Please I do can't. not. Do the show is going to end after this. We're gonna. We're going just twelve minutes today. Yeah, and it's just so you know not to run. It's a form. Down of, it was a form of literal shock therapy. Like I have a visceral reaction to it now, and go no. But like JD, you're, so you're you're there, so you're happy enough to sit there and go like, oh yeah, that's funny, and just sort of like yeah, and take yeah, it. Yeah. as you should. Like that's the right that is the right approach for sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 I remember being at the Comedy Cellar in New York with Lee Ellis, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 it it was the uh, the host of the show, you know, just the standard, you know, hey, anybody from out of town? Mm-hmm. He shot his hand up, know, and I tackled me. him. I basically tackled him. Pull your hand down. Shut up. We are not from out of town. Do not bring attention to us at all. I, I don't want. I don't want that. I'm here to laugh and have a good time. I do not want uh, to get roasted. But in retrospect, I should have just let him. I should have just let him. He has to and learn. JD. He has, he to, has learn. to learn on his own. Yeah. He has to yeah. learn on his own. I mean, I would say the other downside of sitting in the first row is a lot of pressure to laugh. Because yeah, you be a comedian can probably only see the first two to three rows. So you're basically representing the entire audience. And I've heard many comedians say. Like that, the way their brain works is if there's 100 people and 99 are laughing and having a good time, they will laser eye focus on the one person with their arms crossed not laughing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like I never sit in the front row. I, I'm a not good on this, by the way. And when I'm sitting six, eight rows back, what I always think when I'm sitting there is I'm like, thank God everyone else is like lifting the laughter load for me because yeah. I'm not, I don't want to laugh at this. Like I would be yeah. forcing a laugh. I'm not saying it's bad, but I would, but other people are laughing and I'm like, I appreciate you. So yeah. I don't have, yeah. I don't have to demean myself like, by laughing at it. Every Brody, every RIP Brody Stevens show that I or we would go to, I would absolutely sit front row because one, I love it. But and and two, I know that I will give like the over the top reaction that he like in particular um, would need for his act, which is was like very material light and entirely mm-hmm. energy focused. And mm-hmm. um, for those who are not familiar with Roy Stevens, like look at it because it is like the YouTube clips don't give it like you need to see it live because this is a guy who had virtually no material. And it was mm-hmm. virtually all crowd interaction. That was fantastic every single time, but contingent on that energy. And I was right. that I was like, I am here. It was extremely I'm here for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Brody Stevens. A, yeah. a great comic. All right, seventy two percent of people, Sam. We we uh, pull the people before the show starts. Yeah. So seventy two percent of people say sitting in the front row at a comedy show is what do you think not they good. said? You're right. They said good. not good. They're not interested. Okay, next yeah. topic. Kidnapping a man as the start of their bachelor party. Is this good? So it's someone's bachelor party. Well, let's say it's my bachelor party. Only one in here that's not yet married. And Sam, you take it upon yourself with, let's say, JD and Skeets and a bunch of other friends. You pull up in the sprinter van (laughs) with uh, balaclavas on your head. You slide open the door. I'm I'm in the Target parking lot. And you abduct me, and then, and then take me to a, a very fun party. I guess right. I don't know. Yeah. Is this good? The for me, it's a it's a not good. It's a not yeah. good right out of the gates. I, I mean, that should probably be clear for you know you knowing <laughs> me. In that, if like there's enough, and we're not talking your bachelor, no, we're not talking your bachelor party, but for many a bachelor party, 
there is a distinct hint of forced fun that everyone mm-hmm. is trying to rise to. So to, tr- to, to then layer on, so that's hard enough. And to, so then to layer on this like <laughs> amateur, like SWAT raid on like your friend's accounting office. Cause some of them, some people like <laughs> pull these guys out of work. Like this is, I've, I've heard uh-huh. these stories. They're like, they, it's, it's, and they're talking to the office manager and they, they'll come in here. We're coming to get Gary at three, at 3 PM. Like it's a really <laughs> an elaborate, an elaborate um, production. And I think if I, I, I should say like all abductions, if you are going to abduct yes. someone, you should, you should put some planning. If you've ever been part of a poorly planned abduction, you know it immediately. <laughs> so this is going terribly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, ha- have you ever been involved in one? Like, I, I mean, I, I was at your bachelor party. We certainly did not kidnap you. Did not do that. Um, it felt like them. It, it felt like I was being held hostage at times, but, <laughs> but otherwise it was fine. Um, no, I, I've never been a part of it. I do know, but, and I do unfortunately have like a very uncharitable view of the kind of guy or groups of guys for whom mm-hmm. this would be a fantastic idea. And this is almost like mm-hmm. a standard in their group of friends. I don't want to judge them. I, lo- I wish I had that energy. I do not. And so um, for them, I, I, it must be just like the height of the experience. So like we get to, I don't know, we like play at, you know, uh, you know, play at uh, kidnappers. And then, but my question is like, when is like that little charade part of it over? Like you right. get, <laughs> exactly. like you get into How the, far do you take it? How far do you take it? Is there a full like rendition scenario where they're like, <laughs> he's blindfolded on the plane and the, it's the, the, uh, the airlines into it. And like, you know, I would imagine that there's a natural end to it at some point, but I love the idea of it just going for hours. And just never really, never really stopping guys. When's the fun starting? Oh no, we're having fun. We're having fun. Yeah. Zero dark flirty. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. That's, that's there you go. Yeah. But it is true because once you're in the sprinter van, if you put all that effort in and immediately take off the blindfold and are like, "Aha, we got you." Yeah. Is, is that is that worth it? I think you have to go, like do a true lies where you take oh. them out <laughs> right. to yeah, like yeah. an aqueduct. I think so. Yeah, Hold yeah. them over the edge. Abandoned, like abandoned warehouse, bare light bulb, single chair, um, <laughs> electrodes, a little bit of fun, and then sort of, you know, and then the Coors lights come out. I don't know, whatever. Right. Yeah. And but right. you have to have a reason, like, like a you know what you did. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> get him to confess. Get him to confess something. Yeah. But but JD, what do you think it is the instinct that because it seems to me I'm I'm a hard not good on this, but. It seems to me that a lot of bachelor parties have the flavor of harming or scaring or embarrassing the bachelor. What what do you think that instinct is? That's a great question. Uh, I I don't know. I think it's just human cruelty is coming up. (laughs) It's just men's instinct to harm one another, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's, It's all in good fun, clearly. And like you know, yes. why is why is a wedding speech? Um, why is there a light roast element to the wedding speech? Because of affection. Because you're showing how much you like yes. this person. But then when? How is that? It seems like a tenuous connection to let's th- let's strip this guy nude, embarrass him entirely, <laughs> and maybe make him a bit scared. Um, right. And maybe that's a particular kind of male instinct that uh, that maybe none of us have particularly, but. Um, it feels like at its core, it's good, right, guys? 
Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think I, I was thinking about this. Do you think that it's because we're secretly mad at the person getting married? Oh, interesting. Like, is, is I mean, I'm not like there were there were parts like um, where it felt that way when when you were young, like 15, 16, and your hormones are raging, and your best friend gets a girlfriend, and you oh, don't yeah, have one, definitely. and then suddenly they stop seeing you less, and you're jealous. You're also envious because you don't have a girlfriend, but you miss your friend, but you don't know how to like say it in a normal way, so you just be like, "You're pussy with man, like yeah, she's changed you." Yeah. But a- as time goes on, and and puberty recedes <laughs> i i don't i don't really I, I don't understand it anymore but i could see if someone's getting married at 20 that their bros would be like oh we're losing we're losing yeah. gary man let's punish him yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, let's fuck him up let's get him uh i think i think it's in that context specifically like when he is departing what is clearly a um a close but dysfunctional group of friends <laughs> that it's <laughs> um that it could be a bit of that it's like, yeah, this is sort of, and this is maybe like, this is kind of, I mean, I guess with every bachelor party, kind of your send off where you in theory, like indulge in every bachelor themed, um, d- uh, bit of disgusting that there is, which I guess for some reason includes, um, some, uh, light kidnapping, um, and, uh, persecutable offenses. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's all part and parcel when you like later on, you know, you're into your thirties. I don't think anyone is saying that like, Ooh, <laughs> lucky guy um not saying you know <laughs> marriage is wonderful J- jd we can attest <laughs> but yeah 100 yeah 100 but um it's uh yeah but that's i like but i do like that angle though but it is distinctly adolescent um yeah so what did people say 80 percent of people a landslide say that kidnapping yeah. a man as at the start of his bachelor party is not good okay that's the yeah. second psa yeah do yeah. not run down the aisle <laughs> to tell a comedian your hilarious anecdote and do not kidnap a man to yeah. start his bachelor party. If you must yes. do it, okay. do another layer on top of it. You know what I mean? Like fake the kidnapping, but then hire real cops to come mm. and fake arrest you, you know, and then have, have everybody have to try to explain what's going on. And so it's serious. And then it's actually really serious. But then we're all having fun at the strip club. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like do like go the extra mile with it. Or don't do it at all. That's what Wait. I say. Oh, so you're saying you're saying kidnap, kidnapping someone is not committing enough. You That's need, right. You need three more layers of commitment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't down. know about that, yeah. JD. <laughs> but I, I was wondering. I was like, people. Someone has to have been arrested for this because oh, yeah. someone saw someone. So I looked it up. I found many examples. Yeah. Like for instance, this just last year, almost a year ago, April seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. The headline uh, from a, a Philly newspaper, Bachelor Party Abduction Prank Leads to Charges Against Central Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Central and Pennsylvania. They, <laughs> they, they kidnapped someone in the parking lot of a Walmart. Someone yeah. saw it and was like, holy crap. And they called the cops. Yeah. Good. And That's so right. then – and but JD, the same – the thing you're, you're – saying actually happened because then they knocked on the door police then they thought oh the bachelor knew that we were going to kidnap him so now he got someone to say they are the cops and they opened the door like oh hey boys like two guns drawn on them yeah um then yeah then the the night uh the night does take a turn yeah no one likes cops love it when you think they're fake cops and treat them accordingly (laughs) (laughs) try to steal their gun and their hats um it's yeah it's terrific yeah, third third lesson from the show, 
Go ahead and assume that every cop you meet is a real cop. Okay, that's a safe assumption. Nothing bad. And, and the happen. one time it's not, you, sure, you'll have egg on your face. You got me. People make fun of you. Say, remember, <laughs> remember the time you thought that that fake cop was real? You idiot. But worth it. Okay, it's worth it for the other times when it could be a bad situation. Okay, next topic. Using your kids as an excuse for not attending an event slash canceling plans is this good? You guys both have two kids. I will say when I posed this question uh, on Twitter, people responded and said, is this good? This is the main reason to have kids. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Sam, are you on the same page for yeah. this one? Well, n no, because t t if, you're, if, you're the, if you're the kind of person who makes mm -hmm. plans and then mm -hmm. will casually at the 11th hour just cancel them for convenience, um, for you, the, the child, this is for you having a kid even multiple kids, is your golden ticket. This is amazing, and, and they you will lean on this time and time again, but it's it's it says more about you as a, as, a, as a person because even absent the kids, you were going to find a way to do this anyway. It was going to be a dog. It was going to be a job. That you'll find your excuse. Only benefit is now with the kid, kind of you get that pass. Everyone says, oh, it's you have the COVID diarrhea. No problem. Jimmy has the COVID <laughs> diarrhea. You're fine. Uh, we'll see you. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll have another Quinceanera next year. <laughs> but, but but by then I'm gonna have to call it my Sweet Sixteen. Okay, so really, that's why I'll catch my Sweet Sixteen. My last... You missed the Quinceanera, but you can catch the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> First, you missed my Bat Mitzvah. Okay, yeah. that was then, bad enough. Yeah. Then you went away for three years. I said perfect. We'll hit the Quinceanera. You missed it. <laughs> uh, what's, what's your classic? Is it kids are sick? Is it childcare fell through? Or is it toddler hid my keys? The, uh, <laughs> these in the age of the, po of, the, of the pandemic, which we're currently still in, uh, is definitely, it's, uh, the, sick, the sick is the easy one, but that can wear thin, that can wear thin with frequency of use. That's, uh, that's as with any sort of dog ate my homework style excuse. Um, but then... Um, the childcare piece rings a bit hollow sometimes because you can find a 15 year old to pay money to, to watch your kid. They exist. Their services. Not, not if they're celebrating their quinceanera. Not in quinceanera night, not in quinceanera night though. Good luck. You, you want a 14 year old. You want yeah. a 14 year old or a 17 year old. Ideally. Uh, but so <laughs> you can, so that one rings a bit hollow and like the kids are like, I like it. I mean, the, the thing that. The thing, the, the kid-related excuse that I hear, that I believe the most, I'm like, no problem. It's just the kids are just being crazy, and I can't take <laughs> it. And I would just everything is falling apart. And if you came into our house now, you would see that this is a hellhole, <laughs> and we just can't make it. Like, I understand that, and I don't desire to be be you, but uh, go with God. So that was so. Um, that's the yes. That's sort of the scope I've seen. Is it good? Like. Uh, yeah, if you're that kind of, if you, if you, again, if you're that kind of person, if you want, if you need those excuses, it is great. Personally, I am not. I hold to my commitments. I, I frankly, I drag my kids, sick, screaming, and and um, miserable, to all sorts of events if I want to go to them. Um, I don't care. And like that, to, I, that's yeah. heroic. That's yeah. heroic. I think I think JD will agree with you on that. JD, do you agree? hundred percent. Yeah, we were the same. Uh, my kids are teenagers now, so we just leave them at home. Mm -hmm. Can't use them as excuses anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, like we, I, I can't, can't be remember. like Lincoln has some bad acne. We can't yeah. go. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it was always true. Like there was always something going on. So I guess to your point, Sam, having kids is messy and it's, it's awful sometimes. And it's just like, I, I can't make it because this place is a disaster. So yeah. yeah. I mean, but otherwise I'm like, also manage it on this, like manage it, adult up and go live your life. You <laughs> right. know, it's, you know, it's, you, you know, what you're getting into, you know, it'd be terrible. Live your life. Yeah. Don't be defeated yep. by um, by uh, these humans that you're legally obligated to take care of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You you own them. They don't own you. That's right. Mm -hmm. They're property. Um, Have you ever been caught in a lie, either of you, with the sick kids, and then like they see a picture of them at a at a piano recital the next day? Oh, or the something? IG reveal. Um, yeah. No, no, because I haven't put enough of them out there. But I've been like when I but when I hear one from a friend, I'm dying to catch them on something <laughs> i want to i want to hear i want to see that instagram slip i want to see that group chat conversation that contradicts their story give it to me oh and then the hammer comes down well no yeah no then i put that bank it um to just you know slowly build resentment towards those people yeah you just reminded me i once had this idea with uh, with some friends of uh of mine here where it was like someone had canceled plans at the last minute um due to covid and we were like, what if there's like a podcast where it's just like a very intense investigation about the most low level thing? Like you treat this like someone has robbed the crown jewels. Right. And it's like, and it's like exactly like you're saying, Sam, you're like, you go out and it's like, you find the place they say they were staying at and you, you go, you get the gas receipt and then you look at the, the, yeah. the odometer. Yeah, and uh, I just think it would be really fun to catch people in in low level lies, and then you know what? <laughs> you wouldn't be mad at them. They would just have to say, "You got me." Yeah, you got, you got me. me. Yeah, serial, <laughs> but for missing a quincy era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eighty seven percent of people say using your kids as an excuse for not attending an event slash canceling plans is. They say it's good. It's good. They say it's, it's good. It's they good. love they to do it. They love wait. to cancel your plans. Yeah. Okay, third, or maybe this is the fourth PSA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you cancel plans, whether legitimately or illegitimately, it is your responsibility to suggest alternate plans, an alternate day. Mm. Okay? I don't see that enough in the world. I don't think people realize that. If you cancel plans, you can say... Sorry, I have the COVID diarrhea. I cannot come out tonight. But would you like to do something next Saturday? Yeah, like okay? in yeah. it's amazing. It's like in business etiquette when you're on Outlook. At, when you're on Outlook, and you're like, this is what um, this is business etiquette. Like you're canceling a meeting, you're canceling plans. Someone wants to have a lunch or something. You then suggest follow up times. You give a list of follow up times. Yes, you because you're so embarrassed. You're like. I am sorry. Could you do it any from any of these hours? I will make yes. myself available. That's right. Um, okay. And then once we once we devolve into the area of social relations, everything falls apart. It's yeah, it's flakery and uh, inconsiderateness. All right, guys. Well, I can't believe it, but it's time for a new segment on in this Ooh. good called. Are you ready for this? 
not bad. Okay, so here's how not bad works. I'm going to give you three related topics that annoy people or seem to annoy people. And you have to tell me which of the three is actually not bad. May not be great, but it's not bad. Okay. Or it's certainly mm-hmm. the least bad of the three I'm going right. to So all three of these topics come from the world of The Office. Um, not the BBC office, not the NBC office, but the actual workplace. All right? So okay. number one, unnecessarily replying all to emails. Okay? So that could be big, you know, corporate email sent to everyone in the company. Just a note about... The parking. The parking deck's going to be closed. <laughs> and you might have an issue, and you reply all to, like, 500 people. Um, or it's like, you know, like, J.D., this used to happen at turn. They're like, we have, we have two tickets last minute to the Hawks game tonight. Mm-hmm. If you would like them, please reply privately. Do not reply all. Right. Someone replies all. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. I'd love to take... <laughs> I'd love to take Caden yeah. to the Hawks game. All right, number two. <laughs> Talking to someone while they're in a bathroom stall. So they walk into the bathroom. They look under the stall. JD, they see your your black high-top Converse. Yeah. Sam, in your mm-hmm. case, they see your, I don't know, your Cole Haan loafers. <laughs> and they... It's, it's, in... it's bare feet, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're in there raw-dogging it, and uh, and they start talking to you. Number three, cutting a donut into halves or quarters. So someone brings in a don- don- box of donkeys on a Friday. You get there an hour later, and they're all in pieces. The, the coconut topping has spilled over. There's smudges of... Oh, I just hurt my finger, actually. <laughs> uh, smudges of uh, chocolate on the thing. Looks a little gross. But I need you to tell me, which of these three... It's not bad. And on the donuts, so this is all pre-cut. Person, donut purveyor takes upon himself. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. no. This is like Jeanette from accounting comes in. She, she's like, oh, I couldn't possibly eat a, a full <laughs> g- Boston cream. I was going to uh, I was going to go Sally from accounting, but I'm glad you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette. Um, I think of all of those, and this is betraying per- personal preference. The donut cutting, not bad. I, like, okay. have you you've seen you've seen the donuts these days? The kids with the donuts, their donuts. Oh, these I've days. seen the donuts, and they are hefty, hefty mm-hmm. monsters. Mm-hmm. And to commit to one in its entirety is more than more than I want. Hey, what if I want a sampler? I want the coconut cream, but I would also want to dabble in this raspberry lemon little confection over here. Mm. I'm in there with a plastic knife, taking quarters on my little napkin and scuttling back to my cubicle without question. So for me, it's the not bad. Wow. Okay. That's disappointing here. Honestly, um, (laughs) you're, you're treating it as if they were like the donut holes, like as if they were just bite-sized morsels. So daddy can, daddy can have a little taste of everything. (laughs) Daddy's indecisive. Yeah. Daddy wants his treats. The, uh, okay. Daddy, Daddy wants his treats. What about what about uh, what about Zaddy, uh, JD? What do you? Which of these three do you think is not bad? Uh, the reply all is not bad. Okay, why do you say that? Just because people fuck up, and what's worse than the reply all is how annoyed people get about the reply all to me, mm-hmm. and, and then they'll reply all and say, mm-hmm. 
hey, don't fucking reply all or whatever. That's to me is way worse than the actual original infraction. So reply all is not bad. Not that bad. Yeah. Mm, that's that is a good question. Who is worse? The person that unnecessarily replies all or the person that replies all to tell that person not to reply all? Yeah. That's it's obviously the second. Pick, pick your point. The, ir- the irony is often lost in that person. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So no, no one said talking to someone while they're in a bathroom stall is not good. And I will tell you right now, I agree. That is a federal crime. Um, we all work together. We know each other's shoes. But don't do it. Yeah. There's other places that would be better to be speaking. Sam, I got to tell you, you didn't get the right answer. Because if, if we walk into the break room together and you say, do you want to go... You want to go halfsies on that maple donut. Mm-hmm. And we cut it in half, perfectly fine. But mm-hmm. for you to put your hands on the donut, <laughs> cut a little piece, smudge away, let the toppings fall to the ground. Then someone else comes in. They put their hand on the donut. They cut it. Like, take the whole donut or split it directly with someone. So This is the way. So this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> so, you, so you see... So the moment you see that half, we'll call it half cut donut there, it is mm-hmm. ruined for you. Is that, the, is that the idea? Because it doesn't look, it doesn't, like, we eat with our eyes. It doesn't look mm-hmm. pristine anymore. It doesn't call to me in the same way as the full donut, which they, the, the donut artisans put, put their full heart into. That's right. Look, I, don't, I mean, you're, gonna, you're coming to what's the, the, uh, the break room equivalent of a treat trough on this. Like, who do you think you are to establish your rules about how this should all, how this should all go? Um, I do, like, I, I will, I, I don't, I, I do get it. I, you know, I absolutely get it. you. If, if I have my druthers, like everyone has, it's all pristine there for me. I can choose as I like, but we live in a society and we need to accommodate other people's individual idiosyncrasies. And um, I don't know. I think I like the variety. I like, get, yeah, daddy wants the streets. I want, okay. I, I, want, I want to go up and down that table. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I will accept that over Jeanette saying, I don't, I don't want a full donut. You know what I mean? Yeah, like sure. Jeanette, just don't have a donut. <laughs> don't have any donut. But Jeanette's yeah, right. Right. There's, no, there's no dimmer switch. There's no yeah. dimmer switch on these donuts. It's yeah, an all right. or nothing. It's a binary. That's right. I, my answer is unnecessarily replying all to emails because 95% of the time it ends up being funny. Like it, you just, first of all, you can laugh at the loser that just replied all after the person that sent the email specifically said not to. And then sometimes I do love the pylon. I think those people are annoying, but then when it gets funny and then everyone starts to do it because it becomes a bit, (laughs) um, (laughs) just one of the best things that can happen in an office. And it's fun. It's fun to watch people be so annoyed over something that literally does not harm them or affect them in any way, shape, or form. Um, All right. Well, that was the first. uh, That was the maiden voyage of not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. bad. I would say not bad. Not bad. Um, We do have more topics to get to. We'll explore them now in our gently paced speed round. We call the chaotic good. All right, let's get right to it. Shushing someone. Is this good? So let's say you're in a movie theater. Someone's talking. You drop a shh. Is that good? 
As someone who gets shushed way more than, <laughs> than I'm a shushy, not a shusher. Um, and so, did Tignotero shush you? The I was I was at a concert recently. I was shushed by about five different people. <laughs> Were you really? Oh yeah. So you was, haven't learned your lesson. You haven't no, learned your lesson. But no, no. I was shushed by other other participants. Obviously, I'm chatting probably too loudly with other characters, uh, and P, I get. Were you like an acoustic singer songwriter thing? General admission, standing on the floor. It's a, it's a, like, it's Thunderdome down there. What do you people care? And then suddenly, <laughs> like, and suddenly I'm getting taps. I'm get, I move over. I'm getting shush. You got I'm tapped? Getting, yeah. I, there, there were taps. There were shush. And then the, the one, the thing that really made me shut up was I got, like, a, no shushing, like a very heartfelt, excuse me. I've waited a long time to see this concert and you're just being a little bit loud and I was just, if you could just lower your voice. I was like, I am so sorry. I left immediately after that. I couldn't take it. That was, my... but, um, what, what, what concert was this just to give the, us uh, for, uh, to uh, the stars, the Canadian, uh, the oh. Canadian formerly Montreal based, uh, Gen X super group, um, uh, the stars. Yeah. Which was an, a, a fantastic show. Clearly, and there were some devotees there. Like, people were psyched and clearly were not in the mood for some bald jackass to be <laughs> chatting about who knows what. Um, so, uh, so, so, but like, as a, as a crowd management tool where everyone has to be dead quiet, um, then I'm like, yeah, get, get the loud talkers out of there because, like, you're listening to, you're at a play, you're at something where you need perfect silence. That's the shush, that's the shusher. That's where the shusher thrives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JD, do you find it to be good? Do you do you do it? I've, it I I don't effective? do it. I don't do it because I don't like confrontation. I feel mm -hmm. like you're opening a door to a confrontation. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it may end at the shush, but it may end with whoever it is standing up and wanting to beat the shit out of me, and then I have to. I have to see it through, and then I have to get my son to use his jujitsu on this person, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. So I generally don't do it. I don't think I've ever actually done it. Rachel does it all the time. She'll she'll shush anybody. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm blown away that you got shushed at a concert. That, that no, is... I I think that person was absolutely correct. I've wanted to shush people at concerts. Really? Yes, it's loud. Sure, the concert might be loud, but I can hear you talking. You're right next to me. Wouldn't you? I get like, wouldn't you move again? This is general, yeah, general, it's general admission. admission. Like float yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, no, no, float somewhere else. No, I, I was standing here. I have a good view of the stage. So I'm you would moving. do the. And, and by the way, I'm so locked into your voice, like like a sonar, that even if I move two people away, I'm still gonna hear only you. All right, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, okay, also let me tell you what I like about the shush. It is. It's sort of omnipresent. Like, it, if I'm sitting behind you at a theater, and a movie theater, and you're talking, and I just do a quick shh, you don't know exactly where that came from. It kind of feels like a collective shh. Like, we're all telling you to shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's universal. Like, I could, you could go to France and shh someone. I'm guessing they'd probably know what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. In fact, I feel like in France they're they're probably shushing more per capita. <laughs> oh yeah. Than, than than any country around. But I do ultimately think it's more of like a reaction than a response. So probably the best way to go about it is to do the oh, excuse me, could you keep it down a bit? It's very because heartfelt. A yeah. It's very heartfelt, but a sh is is more is the most likely thing that's going to get a bad reaction from them. 
Because if you, they're going to immediately feel infantilized, like they're a tiny kid talking in class. Yeah. And then they're so sometimes you get this the the patronizing shh back. You go shh, and they go shh, <laughs> which everyone loves because <laughs> everyone who's not involved in the uh, in the shushing interaction is like now we have a little show going, which is terrific. Would you ask? an employee to shush for you? Like, would you go out and get the usher at a movie theater or like the bouncer at a comedy show oh, or something like that? That's a t- that's a peak Karen move. Um, it, it is, but it could be less confrontation for everyone. I think that's, that's context dependent. Like airplane. Yes. Like that, that's a, that plays a powder keg of, um, of, of humanity. So <laughs> get the authorities involved and, and as a, as a mediator, um, but most everywhere else, like, you know, you should be able to manage your own, you know, unless, hey, sh- shush number one, fine, doesn't work. Shush number two, oh, shush number three, let's get the authorities involved. <laughs> um, three strike policy, that's right. I like it. All right, Jordan B. asks, growing a novelty mustache, is this good? Um... Sam, you want to take this one? The this uh, <laughs> I, I ask if you want to take this one because, uh, what was it about a week or two ago? You sent a picture to the group chat of you with, I don't know if you would describe it this way, but I would certainly call it a novelty mustache. Oh yeah. And in fact, since we don't live together, I didn't know if you would still be having this mustache. <laughs> there it is. Um, now I will before before you talk. I, I, you might be about to say this, but I will give you credit for this novelty mustache. Um, if you're listening, it's it's sort of just a pretty standardy mustache, but it goes down pretty far on the lip because you are uh, copying Bronson. That's great, pretty much right. Yeah. Um, Tom Hardy movie. Yeah, that's and it. you were you were a dead ringer. That's I want I wanted the side by side for Instagram. You know, it was the full thing. And to be clear, like, and for those people who are seeing it, like, we say novelty mustache. That is my mustache. I have grown this my, myself. It did, but because it looks like it could be a stick-on from a, from like a, a not from a, like a Halloween. Uh, you know, no, no, but that the, doesn't count. No, no, it doesn't count. Exactly. So the idea of like I'm just kind of clarifying the idea of novelty is like I'm doing this for fun. This is for a limited time only, um, and mainly for laughs. So I am like hugely. I, I go between beard, uh, you know, beard and not, um, and the little treat I get at the end of a beard cycle is the novelty mustache. Mm-hmm. And because <laughs> when you come on and I go, as many of us do, a lot of Zoom calls, we're, we're, we're chatting with people constantly where you are front and center. People, when you show up at that meeting, no one can, people can't see anything else. And it's the only <laughs> thing that you can talk about for a good 10 minutes. You can burn 10 minutes just, just chatting it through. And it's great. And it's clearly unacceptable. And everyone knows <laughs> that it's not sticking around. Um, like, and I, maybe, it's, maybe it's like a man of a certain age sort of thing. Like, my dad's had a mustache since he was 19. He's in his early 70s now. But, like, that's... Well, the, yeah. the, the, the beard for our generation was the mustache for their generation. Yeah, right. I, think, yeah. I think that's right. Like, here, you know, you wouldn't blink at a beard, but the mustache still doesn't... People say, like, I like it and get rid of it. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> I did like, it's I, making me, it's making me very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's because I, I, the, I think like, you know, I, I have, you know, I could talk about this for several hours, but like the, the, I think that my perspective is you mainly do this for the amusement of other dudes. 
because no, I, I've, I've yet to find, I find many women find it uh, attractive, my wife included. She's like, get, no, 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 get that thing off there. Um, but even when you say free mustache rides, Hey, Hey, hey sweet. Hey, sweetie. Free mustache rides. <laughs> the, uh, it's, I find, I find the, I find the male reaction to be a lot, a lot more positive. Um, but I think the, the unanimous, uh, underlying sentiment is this is a bit silly and I love it, but also get out of here. Yeah. Um, JD, what do you think? And, and how do you know the difference between a ironic mustache and a sincere stash hmm interesting i think it is the length of it really i mean if it comes you know if you can twirl it up like this you know mm -hmm. or you know it's a handlebar it really bothers me when Mo movember f comes around mm -hmm. and uh you know somebody I, a guy will decide i'm gonna grow a mustache but they grow a handlebar or it's it is a novelty. They don't do the cop stash like the porn stash, yeah. quote unquote. That's what you should be doing because that's the worst mustache, right? Like that's oh, I'm saying so you that's want people to creatively your... express themselves for charity. I don't want I don't want that for Mo Movember at all. No, okay, I want well, you're I'm... taking a hit. It's it's an embarrassing thing that you're doing for charity. Right, right. right. That's the point of it. The only thing that bothers me about Movember is when people, like you did, Sam, start with a mustache, start with a beard. Oh, yes. Mm. And then just cut it into a mustache for Movember. No, part of it is the awkward growing in. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, everyone, That's those are the table stakes, for sure. You, like, start from, if you have a beard and you're going to do it, shave to nothing, and mm -hmm. that painful, incremental, day-by-day, -day, whatever's <laughs> happening up here-ness of it um, is part of the, yeah, the light embarrassment um, of the of the whole experience. I would say there's only one thing worse than an ironic mustache, and that is I haven't seen it for a while, but it was the 2000s trend of the finger stash. Do you oh, remember the this? The tattoo. People would get a tattoo on their in, on the outside of their index finger uh -huh. so that they could go like this, right. and there would be oh maybe should I have drawn one on my finger here? Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay, let's see. Uh oh, <laughs> with my only one hand. <laughs> I don't want to say what kind of a mustache <laughs> it is, but it's not. Uh, take it down. Take it a down good quickly. <laughs> Anyways, people have these tattooed on their fingers. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's there's psychotic people <laughs> that thought this was a good idea, and they're there forever. Yeah. I mean, th until this you is, chop your finger. This off, isn't even henna. Which many have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. A henna mustache <laughs> finger tattoo. <laughs> That's not really within the spirit of what we're doing here, sir. Um, all right, so let me get a final ruling on, on novelty mustaches. I'm saying not good, JD. I'm saying good, except during the month of November. I okay. say good, Sam? good at all times. Always good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, perfect. Uh, well, to close out the show, it's time for our last segment. It's time for Subjective Trivia. <laughs> Subjective trivia. It's just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. As always, I have my answer written here on this card. Now, JD, I don't know if you know this, but Sam and I, from elementary school to high school, used to play competitive hockey. Wow. If you if you can believe it. I actually believe it. I believe it. Um, Sam, Sam definitely more athletic uh, than I was, but... I would say we were no, both like in the, no, the, no. The, the mid top top third. We no. rounded out the third line 
I think, together. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I remember that something we really bonded on is by the ninth and especially by the 10th grade, we fucking hated playing hockey. We despised it. And I remember sitting in the locker room, it smells like crap, putting on our equipment, sitting in our little stalls and just looking at each other and at the same time both deep sighing and going, what, what are we doing here? What, what, what are we, what is, what's the point of this? So today's question is, what is the worst thing about playing hockey? So, J.D., if you don't mind, put up the options. And I did spend a lot of time on this graphic, as you could see. I, I hope you appreciate that the bullet points are hockey pucks. Did you get oh, that? The bullet nice. points are hockey pucks. Awesome work, man. Thank you. Okay. So, putting on slash taking off your equipment. If you've never played hockey, I don't think you fully understand how much equipment there is. Let's start from... Head to toe, you got your helmet, you got your neck guard, you got your shoulder pads, you got your elbow pads, you got a jock strap, you got um, uh, shin pads, then you got your skates, then on top of the shin pads you got socks, then on top of the socks you got uh, hockey pants, then you got obviously the hockey jersey, and this is, we're not even mentioning the stick, taping the stick, all this stuff. Okay, then of course you got to take all that off at the end. Number two of the potential worst things about playing hockey, group showers. I don't know if this is everyone's experience, but where we played hockey, just one open room. Get in there, boys! <laughs> prison prison <laughs> style. Prison style. <laughs> you ain't coming back on the bus smelling like you just played uh, <laughs> 60... I was going to say 60 minutes, but I don't think the games we played were a full 60 minutes. Could be yeah. wrong about that. All right. Getting yelled at by coaches. A classic of, of adolescence. Just having an old... <laughs> angry possibly alcoholic man tell you you're an idiot tell you to hurry hard tell you to hustle tell you to press tell you there are a bunch of dancers out there they're making you look like a fool <laughs> now screw your helmet on right it and hurts. get in the game yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's number three that's the option number three number four getting hit okay you, you get hit I certainly got so many concussions that by the 11th grade, I left Sam alone to play hockey by himself. I couldn't even play anymore. That was the worst. <laughs> and number five, airing out your equipment. If you've never played hockey, you, t you sweat inside these, these clothes and equipment that don't breathe. Then you put them in a hockey bag that's like basically a burlap sack that doesn't breathe. And those get stinkier than anything you've ever smelled before. So you got to take them out. Air them out, repack them. So that's option number five. So again, just to quickly recap, the five potential worst things about playing hockey, putting on slash taking off your equipment, group showers, getting yelled at by coaches, getting hit, airing out your equipment. Sam, what do you think the worst thing about playing hockey is? You're trying to match my answer. Consult with JD. Go right. ahead. I'm, I mean, JD, I think this is definitely the getting hit part. All the other ones have like their very specific aesthetic uh, aspects, which are unpleasant, but... I know based on our and like Matt's experience, we went to a, like, an extremely small high school. So like if you could skate, you were on the team. And we were just pummeled by, <laughs> by these yeah. massive high schools where uh, we were like, they toyed with us like little playthings. The way Muse and being smashing us into the boards. Um, and you're also in this, in through high school, you're, everyone is at... I mean, you have teenage teenage boys. You're they're at these different levels of maturity. So mm -hmm. suddenly, these behemoths like, and that was the most painful thing. These behemoths come out on the ice. You're like, 
Oh good. Not only are we gonna lose, but I might I, I might get my collarbone broken. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> Didn't getting... you break your collarbone? Oh, I, that was another another oh, that was another a... sport that we other also that, that was that. that was tripping while running down the aisle at a Tignatera. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah, okay, I'm getting hit. You're saying getting hit. Yeah, I'm getting uh, hit. JD, what do you think? What do you think the worst thing about playing hockey yeah, is? Yeah, knowing you. Um... I'm going to defer to Sam on this one, but yeah, getting hit. I know that you've, uh, I've seen you get a concussion before, or mm-hmm. I've seen the aftermath of it, and it is not fun. And uh, just based on Sam's description just then, yeah, I'm going to go with getting hit. Group showers, I don't think you, you mind at all. That was my favorite uh, part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the equipment, I think that's sort of what attracts boys to hockey in the first place, like all the, the cool shit you the get gear. to wear. Uh, airing it out, yeah, it stinks, but and getting yelled at, uh, I know you can get yelled at by the best of them. So yeah, I'm going getting hit as well. Well, thank you for for uh, you know taking my health into consideration. I do appreciate that, but you are wrong. The answer wow. is putting on, taking off equipment. Putting on, taking wow. off equipment. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I dreaded it all day, knowing that I'd have to go practice put on all that crap, tie my skates real tight, maybe tape the ankles, tape the, 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 the socks around the pads. And then you get, you get into the locker room after, as you said, just a brutal shellacking. Like child protective services should have been called to prevent what was happening here. Sitting in the locker room going, you know, there's only a, there's only 60 kids in our class. You know, there's 3,000 kids in their grade, right? Okay, it's not our fault. Just by the sheer numbers. I just want to be clear. Yeah. Um, and then having to take all that stuff off and then carry it around. It, 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 like, I envy people to play soccer or, or especially basketball. There's zero coming. You just show up. You're hoping, baby. You get to the park. You're dribbling that thing. You're light. You're fancy free. I mean, that's the dream. <sighs> I, I, oh, I won't disagree. I forget, like, and obviously also forget about driving 45 minutes to, like, the nearest rink <laughs> of whatever, which could have been on that list as well. Like, the, I, the, the, yeah, other... I was going to put that. Yeah. And I was gonna, also going to put losing. And losing terribly. But I want to l- <laughs> limit it to five. So you're saying, like, slipping on the jog strap pales in comparison, is, uh, like, yeah, getting smashed into the boards <laughs> pales in comparison to slip, lightly slipping on a jog strap. And saying, "Oh, there's a bunch of stuff here." <laughs> I liked, I liked getting hit, and I liked hitting. To be honest, that was oh. my game. Okay, oh. don't want to get you too monster. deep into the, right. to, to yeah. the tactics. Sure. You know, I was a dump and chaser. Yeah, I didn't sure. have, I didn't have the speed or the, uh, the, I didn't have the dangling ability to get around people, deking and stick handling. So you cross that red line, you dump and chase in the corner, you hurry hard in there, yep. and you put the body on. You him. lay in the hit. You yeah. get the puck loose. Second man in, he's sticking to the boards, okay? So to prevent the the Pick up the loose puck. Clearing, put it up front. Clearing on the boards. Yeah. That's right. We're, and that's third line. Yeah. That's third line basics. That's third line bullshit. Yeah. That's what you got to do <laughs> to get those goals. This show has never been this Canadian. Ever. Oh, the best. <laughs> the, the pure pain of it is that my one of my kids is now in hockey, and I'm dressing. Oh, no. How did, could you allow this? I don't. Every time I go, it's like, what is what is this? How am I you even doing You swore to me. <laughs> you swore to me. When we were 16 years old, you swore to me I will never allow myself <laughs> to go through this indignity. I think I was talking about the group showers. Um, the, oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um uh, but it's happening. I dress him. Uh, I, he, he shuffles around. And mercifully, no coach is pulling me aside 
saying, hey, I think you got something special here. <laughs> As with me, no one approached my parents or either of our parents saying, hey, there's a, you know, there's an accelerated school that you guys can go to because you'd really be ashamed to waste all that talent. <laughs> Uh, au contraire, when I got my concussion playing hockey, um, I might have told the story, maybe not on this show before, but the the doctor that was seeing me, he's looking at my chart, it was already my second concussion, second serious concussion, and he goes, um, looking at my uh, MRI, or sorry, my CAT scan, and he goes, so, um, would you say you're good? And I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> like, are you good at hockey? I was like, um, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, he's like, like, would you say you're the best player on your team? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. no, I'm like, maybe like the, not even the, in the top five. He's like, um, you need to stop this. <laughs> 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 Nothing good is going to happen to you from playing hockey. Yeah. But you will need to use your brain. I would say if you were the best and you could have a chance of like getting a scholarship from this or making, you know, the show, right? then sure, by all means, risk it. But this is the dumbest risk reward that you could ever do because you suck at hockey. And I said, well, came back to school and said, doctor's orders. I'm, I'm not good enough to play hockey anymore. When you came back with a doctor's note to get out of hockey forever, I, like, I can't believe this. I can't believe you would be so lucky to su suffer serious brain damage. <laughs> to get out of this. Wait, wait, so was it mandatory? Like, you had to play hockey? They would shake... I would say <laughs> it was strongly encouraged that yeah. you would join. Again, it's like, there not that many kids. If you could skate, you can play. There, The tr tryouts were limited. But, like, it was a, it was a collective effort. I think you would have been um, shamed... Yeah, some, you know, light sh light, likely a light shaming um, to for you to get on the team. Um, wow. So, that the, yeah, it was the likely response. <laughs> Sorry. One last thing, because it just reminded me, like, just uh, like the specificity of playing hockey in Canada. Like, so we would have to get in a st like a small Uncle Harry that the school owned, like, uh, like honestly, the size of a maybe slightly bigger Sprinter van, and it had a rack on the top. So to get your bag, because obviously there wasn't room for everyone to put their bag inside this tiny bus, you would have to. It would be someone's job to climb up the ladder, get on top of the bus. Then someone else would run them up, hand them like a, like a little chain. And then when we'd okay. get there, they'd be like, someone would volunteer to go up and you'd be like, please don't throw my bag off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, okay, we won't throw your bag off. So, you know, they would drop one and then they'd create a pile. And then if they wanted to fuck with you, just launch your bag onto the concrete <laughs> seven feet away. Like your helmet and everything's clanging. You got a loose screw when you unpack the bag. But, it, uh, God, wouldn't trade it for the world. God, <laughs> memories. Yeah, you knew when two of the jerkier guys on the team would go up on the roof, you're like, oh, my bag's getting thrown. And they would throw it in spectacular fashion. There'd be a countdown, everyone would cheer, it would sail across the parking lot. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, well... We learned a lot, Sam. I cannot thank you enough for coming on. This, and this, we don't have to talk to each other for like a couple weeks now. We're good. Yeah. yeah. I am, we are fine. So this will take us through 2023. Um, this is fantastic. But this has well, been a huge amount of fun. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. Guys, if you have topics, tweet them to me at startersmat or email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Remember, we do need emails. It is important. 
just do it. Is that hard? Is that hard to write an email? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It does help. And subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for listening. For everyone, I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week.